opportunity to come and to worship you, to worship the Lord Jesus and pray that Jesus would be glorified tonight. The, the preaching, Lord, that we would have ears to hear it. That we would be doers of the word of God and not forgetful hearers. Yes. Oh God, I pray that the Holy Ghost would abide the word of God to our hearts. Lord, that Christ would be glorified in our midst. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you. Jesus is the sweetest
Amen. 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 I'll take out your hymn books and turn to page 320. I believe we all know this song. sing this song here tonight. Page 320. Trust and obey. When we walk with the Trust and 
right. but I, I want you to to make the uh, the the application, if you will, to yourself here. If if you can say see those things right there, but you can't see God behind your authority when He's oh, dealing with you, oh. or from the pulpit when oh. God places someone you when you uh, say that you're a Christian, in other words. And you don't read your Bible much. The most spiritual thing you do is come here on a church service. And that's the most spiritual thing you do during the week. If I was to come up to you that no trucks or you just fill in the blanks, if you know stocks, whatever it is, and I come to you and I say, I know what that bird is. That's an egret. You know, it's not an egret. It's an eagle. Or if I come and you say, that's a 1500 a gas when it's a Dodge diesel. And you can tell me, I ain't, that ain't because of these reasons, my friend. The same principle is with Jesus. And Je what does Jesus say about you? You ain't really a Christian because you don't hunger after God. You're not really following the Lord Jesus because the most spiritual thing you do all week is only come to a church service. You answer the questions and you apply that word to your heart. Where are you tonight? What is your response to truth? What is your response to the message? For instance, the message that was preached here Sunday. I watched some of you here, and, I, and I'm, I'm going in a very, I want to deal with this in a practical way so that you can make the right application here. But I watched some of you Sunday after our pastor dealt with prayer and what it looked like to pray and what, what it was to pray, my friend. And some of you, it didn't look like it affected you. You came here back Sunday night and you wallowed in the corner in your chair. Or you really didn't utter words. Or you might have walked back and forth and rambled some words, my friend. What is your response? What is God saying about you tonight? Come on. No. Is God saying, that's a Christian right there. Because they know me. They've sought me. What is it about praying through that changes a person? It's their response unto God. The, 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 the idea that, that a Christian, a Christian is a lover of truth. That, that's one of the main characters of a Christian. If God can present truth to you, if God can deal with you, if you felt that God's dealt with you in, in a service, and I'm sure that, that uh, God, that you dealt with you Sunday, Sunday morning as my dad preached, or as our pastor began to preach and deal with the, the, the uh, prayer, as he began to deal with prayer, I'm sure, my friend, you, you were convicted, and that's a good thing. But you've got to respond oh, to yeah. conviction. Oh, yeah. You've got to respond rightly to God, or you're just getting harder. Yeah. When truth, when you're confronted with truth, what is your response? I'm sure there's not one part. If you were confronted, hey, brother, I don't believe you're praying. What is their first response going to be? I was praying. What does the Holy Ghost do? The Holy Ghost is missing it, right? The Holy Ghost doesn't know what he's talking about when he preaches Sunday morning. No, the whole reason my father is preaching that, the reason the man of God is preaching the things he's preaching because there's people here that are not praying. That's right. And there's some of you in here that you're not really getting through. You, you've heard the truth over and over and over again and you refuse to take heed to what God has said. You were hard in your heart, but yet because you know the truth, it comforts you just a little. You know the truth and enough to torment you throughout the week and tell you what you really are and what you say that you are that you're really not. My friend, that is a sign of an uncrucified vessel. The sign of a crucified vessel is when somebody surrenders their life to the cross. And when true, when they're confronted with truth, whether it's a rebuke or it's a, a, a light in a certain area they've, they've never had before, they bow the knee to truth. That's someone who's been crucified, who's been laid bare by that cross. And that cross has been applied to that man's heart or that woman's heart.
God's heart. Right. That brings me down to Proverbs chapter 29, verse 1. And this is, your, this is what's going to happen. And this is what is happening to some of you. He that being often reproved hardeneth his neck and shall suddenly be destroyed, and that without remedy. Right. When you harden your heart with the truth, when, when you're confronted with truth and yet you just refuse, and that you it might be in any, any situation. You might be thinking of people in your in, in your mind, but let's apply this to ourselves tonight. Let's apply it personally. If you're not, if you haven't prayed through in a while, if you if you're not praying like you should, or studying the word of God like you should, if you've lost some of your vision like and you, and you don't see like you really should, my friend, when truth is applied, you've got to bow the knee. Come on. Proverbs 29, he that being often reproved, hardeneth his heart, harden his neck, shall suddenly be destroyed, and that without remedy. Many of us have heard that message, God will burn your barley fields. And, and a, a lot of times people think of that when they see this verse, or, or it's a tendency. When I was younger, I used to think of God, and that also, it doesn't mean necessarily, that verse doesn't necessarily mean that God's going to drop you dead just from all of, all of a sudden you're going to drop dead. Although it could mean that very well. You very well could die tonight. You could drive out of here and die. Plan it on doing right. Plan it on doing better. And that's what happens. Nobody here is just like, I'm not doing it. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. Their intentions are, when they get down to the altar, God forgive me, I'm going to do right. But like Daddy said, they take that yoke right off their neck as soon as they walk out that door. And by default, they go, Jesus, you stay here and I'm going on to do the rest of my day. But that's that's what happens most of the time. It's not consciously I, I'm going to defy it. If it is, you're on your way to hell. You don't even need to call yourself a Christian. But amen, I don't believe that's necessarily happening. But this verse here, this verse is not necessarily talking about God utterly just coming in and wiping people out for not obeying him and just hardening their net. Although that, that is included in that. What it's talking about is people hardening themselves where they're deceived. And all of a sudden the enemy comes in like a flood. And they can't raise up a standard because they don't know Jesus. And the enemy deceives them. While they know the truth, the enemy comes in like a flood and deceives them. And they're gone. It's over. They can get right, but very unlikely. People that are left here. Some of the people and some of my own siblings talking to them. Would have told them six months ago, six months ago, I'd said, you'd be doing this in six months. They'd have laughed at me. That's right. Uh-huh. They don't That's think true. that it's even bothering them. Very true. Uh-huh. But they walk out of here, and six months later, they're doing something that was absolutely, they'd have yeah. laughed at somebody for That's saying they'd right. have done it. Come on. But they're That's deceived, true. and they know the truth, uh-huh. and they think it's not affecting That's them. That's right. Uh-huh. Totally think, I know the truth. I don't agree with that. I, I don't agree with what they're saying, but I know one thing. I know, I already, I know the truth. But the same simultaneously, they're being deceived because yes, they're not sir. submitting oh, to truth. Right. They're not responding uh, rightly right. to truth. Right. Yes, sir. Totally deceived. Like, the, for instance, the chosen one. That video. How can you watch that and not? I mean, if you've looked at that, you cannot. You cannot be a Christian That's to watch right. that. Sorry. That's not Jesus. Come it's on. never was right. Jesus. Right. Never was right. Jesus. Right. And never will be Jesus. Never, not one time, but the same reason people can walk out of here and claim they be Christians and believe the same thing that they quote unquote say they believed and watch that and say it's totally changed their lives uh, is because they're deceived. That's right. Amen. Amen. That's what will happen to us. We play with truth. When the devil comes in, God can't raise up a standard because you deceived your own self. Right. And through truth, knowing the truth, you might know the truth, but it don't matter. Just going to harden your heart. Right. It's going to yeah. damn you. The truth will end up damning you or setting you free. That's right. That's what the Bible says. That's right. 
And the last thing here tonight, spiritual sight is contingent on our response to truth. You could ask many of these brethren here that have been serving Jesus for any length of time, and there's been times Timothy could stand up and tell you, Brother Micah could stand up and tell you, Colby could stand up and tell you, all the, there are men in here that stand up and tell you that there's times they didn't see things, totally were oblivious right. to things, and God told them something through their authority, and because they submitted to it, because it was the truth, uh -huh. Because you're supposed to submit to your authority, God opened their eyes. Uh -huh. And that's the only reason, that's the only way you and I are going to get sight. That's the only way you and I are going to pray through. As if we just, without with reckless abandonment, sell ourselves to the truth. And give everything to the truth and submit everything to the truth. Then we can see, the Bible says later on in Proverbs chapter 29 and verse 18, Where there is no vision, the people perish. Where there is no vision... The right. people perish, and that's right. not necessarily talking about the entity of the church or, or this congregation. It, it could it be the congregation, or it could be the father over a family, or it could be you personally, my friend. As long wow. as you begin to reject truth, even if you have at one time seen it, preacher, I prayed through it one time, and I've seen the truth, and I know the truth. And you agree with the truth, but if you let, you start begin to trust in your own heart. Right. When you when you reject truth, my friend, you will lose your sight, your vision, and right. not necessarily your vision, but your passion That's for right. what God's called you Come to on. do. And you yes, begin sir. to get myopia, and you begin to wonder what's going on, and what am I here for? Why am I in this job? Why do I work this way? Come I'm on. not going to do this for the rest of my life. It's just a sign of somebody not really submitting to the truth. So they're not trusting in their own heart. Someone trusting in their own heart and not leaning on God. Their vision becomes self-centered. They cannot see what the truth is. And they lose their vision for their family or their vision for what God's called them to do. My friend, the only way to grow in Christianity, the only way to be satisfied in Jesus, to be happy in Jesus, is to know what you're called to do. Right. And I know that I'm doing something. I know that I'm doing what God's called me to Come do. On. I'm conscious as I yes, go about my day at work that I'm not here just cutting grass. I'm here yes, to do the will of God. Yes, and whatever this might be, whether it's my grass business, I'm not making much money, but my friend, I know one thing. I'm in the perfect yes, will of God and I can be content yes, in the perfect will of God. But the reason people are dissatisfied with where they are in life, it's a, the people that have that lose their vision. If you if you've lost your vision, at one time you were satisfied, you were on fire, you were praying through every day. You've begun to trust in your own heart. If you've lost that, if you've if you've gone cold, then you've lost your vision. My friend, I urge you. Consider what Jesus is. Consider Jesus. Look again to Jesus and let him give you a fresh revelation of who he is. But my friend, there's a, there, the reason that some of you are discontent with work and discontent with everything that goes on in life. Not only do you have a, 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 a problem not praying through and you don't see spiritually, but you do know the truth, and the truth is condemning you day in and day out. As you go through the day, you know, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm not really living like a Christian. Right. And because you know those things, you begin to get vexed in your heart. And you cannot continue and do this. I'm afraid 
that if some of you don't press in and get a hold of God, you might not be here next year. We're praying that God purge this house. We're praying that God purge that from our midst. Amen? We're agreeing that God purge that. And we know we're not praying that God get out and send people out of here. If they won't listen, yeah, then get them out. Purge them out because we want to have revival. That's God's. God's uh, uh, intention is to have revival. We, God wants to have revival. Amen. God wants to move amongst yeah. us. Are you a vessel that God can work through? Are you conscious of God dealing with you? Are you conscious of God using you in every situation, in every facet and form of life? You answer the question. Is Jesus really calling you a Christian when you call yourself a Christian? Or is it just you? Just as the analogy is. Just as the analogy says. You can answer that question. If somebody comes to you and says, Well, Timothy, I, I, I know all about stocks. I'm, you know, I do all kinds of stocks. How much money do you make in stocks? Zero. I actually have lost some. In fact. <laughs> And Brother Sam, we I do shares, you know, whatever it might be. What is a share or something? Like I am. I have no idea. He knows. He knows they're one thing. You don't know nothing about doing in this, whatever it, whatever it is you're doing, or birds or, or trucks. You can just you can look at that person and go, that person don't know have not even the slightest idea what they're talking about. Come on. What does Jesus <laughs> think about you Do you are you familiar with his word? Mm. Are you familiar with him, the Amen. person of Jesus? Right. Do you sit at the feet of Jesus? Amen. I, I urge you to answer that question in your heart. And don't just, just throw it to the side. You answer that question and do something. If you do the same thing, you're never going to change. Right. Nothing's going to change right. for you. If you keep hearing the truth Amen. over and over and over and over again, you respond the same way. Right. Nothing. Not one single thing is going to change. Yep. You are going to have to make a right response. Right. Your response is contingent on your sight, your spiritual sight. Yeah. Yeah. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Yeah, just a few days ago or a couple weeks ago, I can't remember. Whenever I got that plastic. Oh, look up, there's an eagle. I was like, I think it's an eagle, boy, it's a fuck. It's a gnaw, it's a juvenile. Started giving me some stats about it or whatever. Come to find out it was an eagle. It surprised me. I was like, oh, wow, okay. I didn't know there was eagles around here. The other story could come back and say, oh, law, whatever. Anyways, my point is this. He knows what that bird is because he spent time studying that bird. Mm -hmm. You don't just know. I could convince, try to convince Daniel and Jude or some of these other guys who know what the Lord said about a truck. I could convince them all, trying to convince them all day long that my toy was a diesel. They don't laugh in the storm. They know it's not a That's right. Come on. When you know Jesus, it's going to be something. When you spend time with him, you're going to know him. If you don't know him, then you're not spending time with him. And that is really what the Holy Ghost keeps hammering over and over again. Really, in every service, God has been, you know, if you don't spend, we have gone at pretty much as far as, you know, outward rules and regulations can take us. And 
thank God for them. Amen. We, those are needful. Those are necessary. That God wants them. He's a wholehearted. Uh, he wholeheartedly backs every bit of that up. But just because you grew up in CFL or you know how to follow the rules and look like you're praying or whatever, it doesn't mean you're praying. Right. It doesn't mean right. you talk to Jesus. That's right. You're going to have to know him for yourself. Amen. That's right. Amen. There's some trying times coming ahead, friend. And eventually, if you don't, even if, you know, even if we're to stay the same, something's going to wash you out. Something, if, if, he, if you can be shaken, God's going to let you be shaken. That's right. Amen. The devil's going to create a whirlwind to shake you. Amen. Right. Right. Be swept out of you. But if you just press into Jesus, there it is. It's just right to the veil. That's right. That's all it is. Come on. The Bible says that, that veil between the Holy of Holies and the uh, second part of the tabernacle was ripped. Wide open from the top to the bottom. In other words, symbolizing that God opened the Holy of Holies, opened a way for us to fellowship with the Lord right. Jesus. Come on. It's wide open. We can yeah. walk right into it. But right. you just got to get up and right. That's right. right. That's right. the problem. Most people, they, they try for a day. If they even try. But they, you know, they pray for a day. They pray for two. And they, they quit being consistent. They give up. Right. I need to feel God. I need if you will be consistent, yes, I promise you, you'll get through to Jesus. Right. Right. You'll get in his presence. Come on. Realize that this is what I was born. That's right. <laughs> this is why I exist. Right? Come on. Right. Amen. 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 Jesus. Amen. Let's stand here tonight. Lord, we thank you, Father, for your word, God, for your uh, putting your finger on the spot. Lord, you're always on time. I pray that we allow this word to sink down into our hearts, Lord, yes. to yes. discipline our lives, God, on an everyday basis to Frame our doing, as the Bible says, to seek thy face, Lord, to, to pray as we ought to pray, Lord, to be the spiritual leaders in our homes and our families, the influences, God, that we're supposed to be, and would be a spiritual folks uh, that serve you, that seek you with yes. all our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. Love every one of you. We'll see you tomorrow night.